0: afternoon and welcome to the hopes and solutions subcommittee of Ventura City Council. It's a little after three, so we'll call the meeting to order. Would you take the roll, please, Madam Clerk?
1: Chair Halter is absent. Vice Chair Campos? Here. And Councilmember Duran?
2: Here.
0: And we have a quorum. Thank you. So now we'll have public communications. The time set aside for members of the public to address the committee on items other than those listed on the agenda. Please note that your comments will be limited to three minutes. Gail, do we have public comments? Yes, Vice Vice
1: Chair Campos, we have five public comments today. The first person is Sonia Flores, and you have three minutes. Looks like we have six comments.
0: Thank you.
3: Hello, my name is Sonia Flores. I'm a resident of the city of Ventura. I'm here today to ask you for a few different things. Uh, What we would like is for you to go back to the 40 rooms for the winter shelter, as opposed to the 20 rooms that's been proposed, I think, just recently. and especially that we would need staff to actually help with processing the people at the Winter Shelter. And then in anticipation of next year's needs, we'd like to start working now on increasing funding for city staff to make sure that the Winter Shelter can be available um, every evening next year from December 1st through March 31st, regardless of of rain or weather. And then also, uh, just in general, we'd also like to ask that, I know right now that your current meetings are held every two months, um, and we understand that need, uh, but we would like to ask that there be an informal meeting in between those those two months, so that one month would be an informal meeting with staff, and then the alternate month would be uh, the more formal meeting. And it's just so much more productive and just easier to talk to staff if just we as the community can go ahead and meet just around a round table like we used to, and just kind of talk things through and get your input on things. It was just really helpful to have it in that format previously, and it's just a different format to have it in this more formal setting. It just doesn't allow for as much kind of public input and just discussion between both both, uh, groups. And that's it. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Next, we have John
4: Sanders-Jones. Uh, thank you. Uh, I want to speak in regard to the winter warming shelter, and I would strongly encourage you to find additional funding to allow for 40 rooms instead of just uh, 20. Um, I get, my workday starts at 530 every day, and so I go out and get a quick cup of coffee, and there's enough m- moment, m- mornings when I'm coming back and I'm incredibly thankful that I have a, a nice warm house to come home to. And many of our brothers and sisters will not have that. And we are also aware that this coming winter, there is a strong likelihood of foul weather and rain with the Super El Nino and all the everything else predicted. So I would strongly encourage to have funding for both the 40 rooms as well as for necessary uh, staff availability. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Next we have Kathy Paulson.
5: Good afternoon. Thanks for letting all of us speak. I have four issues. I'm going to do it fast. I wish there were less formal meeting. May I suggest the formal business meeting in between like we have now, but then every other month? Do a listening session on alternative months. I do commend you for regularly not canceling the meeting as it has been done in the past. Thank you for doing that. Um, I know the preparation of meetings take a lot of staff time. Um, May I suggest that ensuring uh, homeless services gets fully funded to take care of that time? Um, Two, safe sleep enrollment. That was supposed to be on the agenda for this month and it wasn't. Um, I asked last month, I talked to um, Doug, and he said, Oh, we'll put it on the agenda, and it wasn't. Um, again, the city requirements, criers, that the Salvation Army ensure in, uh, um, applicants have Ventura based license, registration, vehicle registration, and insurance. That's a high barrier for people. Um, I suggest that we open it up to Ventura County. I'm good with actually. I would be okay with the Oxnard Plain and out out to the LA line, out this way, Fillmore and all that, but um, that's what I would like to see. We at the Unitarian Universalist Church lift up your voice, have five spaces. We haven't had anybody in those spaces for at least since March. We can't, as a city, say we have a safe sleep program and trumpet that we have one when we don't Um, have an active one. Three, RV dump stations. Here I am again. <laughs> it's not for just people living in their RVs. Um, uh, it would be also for recreational campers. And it's, it's an environmental issue. It's not just a homeless or people living in their um, RVs. Um, may we suggest that the city consider a dump station near the sewage treatment plant um, while they are doing the pure water project? I know, as a mechanical engineer, that uh, change orders in any contract are really hard to do. But as long as there's a disruption, why not now? And then finally, I attended the Wana Maria Forum. What a great job of presentations that everybody did. Yes. So thank you.
1: Next we have Debord Schreiber. Thank you.
6: So I agree with what all the prior speakers said. Um, But then I would also like to bring up something for the following years. You know, we used to have the warming shelter in a big dormitory style, and the armory was obviously not ideal because everyone had to get out. And anyway, there are a lot of difficulties with the armory. But there are so many vacant buildings now. seas is open, Sears is open. There are these very large vacant buildings, um, that we could possibly rent for two months, and I, I know there's a lot of difficulties. We'd have to bring in food and security. The person who used to so beautifully do our security is no longer here, and um, he did a great job, and that's an important factor. But the plus things about it would would be that we wouldn't have this issue with. For one thing, we could put a hundred people in there. We, we could literally put a hundred people on. Um, on the floor, on the mattresses. Um, we have all, so much more communication with them. Volunteers and staff were there all night and, and we were there, we talked to them, we played games with them, we did stuff. Um, there wouldn't be this issue that one person has a place to stay and then they they have to tell their friends, you can't come in. I mean, because any homeless person that doesn't have a place to sleep can come in unless they mess up and you know get into an argument or get on our bad side in a, in a logical way, I mean. So anyway, I, I don't know if that's still on the table for next year, if people are still thinking about it. Um, but I personally, speaking for myself, would like to see the dormitory style shelter come back and our money go towards that. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Next, we have Judy Alexander.
7: First, I want to thank the staff. My comments are not directed at or to you. We fully understand how hard you are working and are not asking you, as you exist, to add more to that workload. What we are asking is that city council budget appropriately, that city council hire appropriately, that city council recognize the need of those who do not have a voice, and that we work. And even this year, at one time, this group decided that we would have it at 40 degrees and 40 rooms. that it went back to 20 rooms and 45 degrees. We all know how cold that is and how wet that is. And as much as I appreciate the work of the River Community Church, and as much as I'm grateful for the warming packs, that doesn't help when you're wet. That doesn't help when you're on the street. That doesn't help when you have no place to really dry out. We must do better and go back and find a place where we can be there from December 1st through March 31st every night and people do come and they welcome having a shower and meals and beds. And that is a budgeting issue and a staffing issue of city council, not of the existing staff. Second is, I can't read my handwriting. Is Uh need, I can't. Um, Uh Is Again, it's council needing to budget for the appropriate staffing so that the housing element can be implemented. We're asking this team of people to do a huge job on top of what they already do. There's a whole new housing strategy. There's rental concerns. There's tenant concerns. There's buy-right housing. The list goes on with the programs that you as council approved, and you have to budget and staff for that to happen and to be implemented. You cannot keep expecting the same people to do more and more and more. So this is a council job. You find money for other things. You can find money for the high priority that the city has put on those that are unhoused and need of our support. So again, thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Next, we have
7: Nicole Prime.
2: Hello, thank you for listening. All homeless, homeless, underhoused, indigent, and transi- transient need to be able to live peacefully with dignity, just as any human has, has the right to experience. This should be for the entire duration until the underlying cause of every person's homelessness is addressed. There really is no reason why we as a society can't make immediate steps towards something in an effort to eliminate waiting lists. I have two major surgeries yet to be scheduled and I'm also read, I've also read plenty about homeless dumping and even originally had difficulty getting a minor outpatient surgery scheduled along with complications simply agreeing to release me to my home being parked conveniently nearby in where, and this wasn't in this community, I was able to be taken care of fortunately in this community. but. Anyway, I did have problems. Uh, just while typing this, I repeatedly have had to keep leaving the keyboard to check and clear my cornea. Uh, I'm also autistic, so that's also why I prepared what I was ready to say. What if what happened to me, uh, what if that happened to me, though, and I'm dumped back where I expected my home and everything to be, but had since been stolen or impounded? Or when I'm back inside, what if I needed to rest or more than it for more than a day without having to repark, without being ticketed or towed or harassed. Uh, decades after decades, in time, in a time when Skid Row uh, still exists and hasn't had meaningful and lasting solution, it's still a fundamental struggle for the general population of a city to make accessible care available to its marginalized population. Same struggle it is to have a, the average person care at minimum that fellow neighbors deserve to live a human experience. Cost has always been an untrue excuse because the cost of any one city must be tremendous from the loss of vast knowledge, experience, and creativity all untapped because of this system clearly designed to not care. There's no justifiable excuse for not having more public restrooms and showers and access to water and waste services available which doesn't label the general public with criminal intent. It is important that any average citizen of the general public recognizes that care for the marginalized among us is the same as caring for oneself. I fall under the category of fleeing from homeless. Uh, sorry, fr- fleeing from domestic violence and from an ongoing complex crime which hasn't had resolution. Living in a vehicle which was which can support all basic needs was itself my solution to my own homelessness. And it's been hypocritical for too long how different departments, designed for public service, will demean or confuse issues as though anyone choosing chooses chronic homelessness as a recreational activity. It sure would be nice to get to a point when I can, when we can find out what collectively we've been missing in our community as a result of an increasing amount of people becoming marginalized by their own neighbors. I second the safe sleep enrollment uh, necessities, also the RV dumping stations. Santa Barbara Marborg Industries can do it. Why can't Ventura? Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nicole.
1: Next, we have Elizabeth Stone.
8: Okay, good, good afternoon. Um, I spoke with many people that are currently unhoused that were afraid to come because of one of the services that they desperately need when it's foul weather, um, had experienced subjective decisions about whether they got services or not. And they specifically said they were afraid to come speak about their concerns because of the way they've been treated when they did raise concerns. So as usual, my comments, I don't know anybody outside of work relations. So my comments are always about behavior while services are provided, not about the quality of any person as an individual because I don't know anybody. So I just want to be really clear because sometimes people feel that line's crossed, but I'm specifically speaking about how services are delivered. So some of the concerns that have multiple times been raised to me um, were just kind of the subjective nature as to who gets a room. There's criteria, but if you meet the criteria, but. If this thing's happening on this day, you don't. On some other day, maybe yes, but other people, yes, not. There's a lot of subjectivity, which again made people um, fearful to publicly raise their concerns. Um, There's also, you know, there's different ideas about what it means to be treated with respect. So for many people, part of respect is choice. So if you're offering people a coat, but you need to tell them what you would like and you can't either see the coats or you might see them but you can't touch them and someone will choose what they believe is the best coat for you rather than the coat that you might like. Many people experience that as demeaning and disrespectful um, and I personally have witnessed that. People that have worked in my project that volunteer there have witnessed that. People have had that experience happen to them on multiple occasions. So, you know, again, whenever we talk about these kind of vague terms like respect, I think it's really helpful to try to define what it looks like as a behavior. Um, And I see my time's going really quickly. But these are, you know, why, and, and I second a lot of the comments made, but I also think we need someplace for people to go during the day. Right. If we're investing money, let's take the opportunity while people are engaged to engage them in other services and connect them to things. That's kind of the last of my comments.
0: Thank you.
1: We have no further
0: speakers. Thank you. So it's now time for us... We, we have uh, to move on to formal items. We have one formal item today, which is the approval of the minutes. Clerk, do you have any public comments on the minutes?
1: We have no comments on the minutes. Pardon? If you want to, she can go ahead and speak. It's up to you.
0: About the minutes? Yes.
1: I just.
8: I quickly wanted to say that I appreciate that you added more detail to the minutes. I know that I've made that comment before, and you seem to be in a closer middle ground to actually getting some content in there. Okay. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you.
0: And
1: we have another speaker on the minutes, uh, Jennifer Haney. can Hartley.
0: Hartley.
9: Hartley. Hi, everyone. Jennifer Harkey with the County Executive Office and serve as the Director for the Continuum of Care. Uh, I'm speaking on behalf of the minutes, in particular, just in regards to the quarterly meeting choice that was made um, at the last uh, with the last decision, I guess, um, to get away from monthly and going to quarterly. I have concerns, especially with homelessness as a top priority amongst our city stakeholders. Um, and constituents. I also know that we have a homelessness strategic plan that is going to our continuum of Mm -hmm. care, also the board of supervisors, and then also to your council. And there are a lot of initiatives that are coming up in 2024 because of the strategic planning. So I do have concerns around going to a quarterly meeting rather than having these more frequent meetings as check-ins to see how we're doing. If council decides to continue with a quarterly meeting, um, I would just encourage you all to have a little bit more content, um, meaning that you have report outs from all of those that are sub-recipients of the city having to do with homelessness, street outreach, shelter, um, homelessness prevention funding, and whatever other initiatives we may be doing in coordination with the county. Thank you.
0: Uh, Jennifer, could you wait just a moment? Um, if it's okay with my fellow council member, I would just like to, um, to ask, I believe you were in the room and heard the idea of a formal meeting and then a casual meeting in between. Do you think that would be satisfactory? Thank you. And it's time to approve the minutes. Since there's only two of us, um, would you like to move to approve the minutes, Councilmember sure. Member Duran? So moved. And I will second that. Okay.
1: Um, Council Member Campos? Yes. Council Member Duran? Yes. And the minutes are approved.
0: Thank you. Okay. So next we have an informational item, um, which is the patrol task force update. Leona, I'll turn over the meeting to you
10: so i don't I have a little bit of bad news so sergeant eric eric vasquez who is our sergeant of the patrol task force got pulled into a last minute meeting he was going to send corporal reyes to uh, present the facts however corporal reyes recently texted me and said he's also unavailable so we do not have a, a report for the patrol task force but sergeant vasquez did promise he will be here next month
0: <laughs> thank you um that's a, a surprise Um, Let me see where that puts me. Um, Gail, do we have any other public comments after the lack of patrol task force update?
1: We we have no further public comments.
0: So um, it's time for us to discuss items that we want to see on a future agenda. Would anyone? No, uh, yeah. Councilmember
1: Campos, this portion of the agenda is for you and Councilmember Duran to discuss any future agenda items, and if you don't want to discuss any now, you can always just do it at the next meeting, it's, but it's it's on the agenda for, for the two of you to discuss, not the audience.
0: Councilmember Duran?
11: Yeah, I, I would um, I would actually like to have a discussion. I'd like to put the meeting schedule back on the agenda for our next meeting, uh, especially so uh, our next meeting. Um, So council member Halter could be here as well for that discussion. I think, um, you know, I remember when the meetings were discussion meetings, when we, you know, and they they were very good, Um, and I know what. I, I hear I hear what you're saying um, and and Jen I hear what you're saying as well uh, there's a there's a lot and so um, I, yeah I'd just like to put that back on the agenda to have discussion next time around
0: yeah I, I agree thank you very much councilmember Duran and Gail can you make a note of that to make sure that that gets agendized and is there anything else that you want to say on the agenda councilmember Duran I don't think so it it is a lot easier with us. Oh, sp- I'm oh.
11: sorry. Thank you. My my apologies. I I'd also like to uh, add safe sleep. I I think Councilmember Halter was uh, was supposed to have that on the agenda, and for whatever reason, didn't get on there. But um, and and I think um, I think well, if I'm not mistaken, it's because we want to we want to change the. The rules for safe safe sleep, I think, is what it is. Yes, I, that's I, correct. I, I would love, I would love, as well on, at our when when we put that on the agenda, it would be wonderful to find out if any other cities are doing safe sleep and maybe. Do you already know that
10: yes yes so as of right now there are no other programs in this in the county that's doing safe sleep at this moment so we would have to look through our la county counterparts and one of the things that we did look into is the los angeles um, homeless authority which is called lasa in la is responsible for several safety programs in the city of los angeles and they have a very low barrier uh, model for their program where they only require you to have an operable vehicle so as long as your vehicle is operable, it can be a car, a sedan, an SUV, an RV. As long as it's operable, um, they feel that that's required. They do have them undergo an intake process where they collect demographic information as well as connect them with um, with case managers and social workers. But in terms of like in terms of licensing and registration and insurance, having a Los Angeles um, address that is not one of the requirements because they feel that that's classified as being high barrier, and they notice that when they have those requirements, less Individuals experiencing unsheltered homelessness utilize that program, but once they once they lower the requirements, they have seen a great difference in the number of individuals utilizing the program. So that's
11: correct. Thank you. Is um, um are there any uh, other cities other than Oxnard that has um, maybe a counterpart to your position? Is there? I'm I'm guessing there might be a...
10: there might be so what we can do is that we can reach out to the community development departments to see if they do have counterparts but the most one we frequently um coordinate with is the city of Oxnard because it, they do have a dedicated homeless services staff
11: and the only reason I say that it, it would be nice to bring them to the table if they to have a discussion of about safe sleep but I guess we can discuss that at at our next meeting but yes. it'd be nice to get that information so we can we can have a conversation countywide.
0: Yes. And any anything else? That's good. And if you need if you need help because of the burden on your department, I think that some of us can reach out to the community okay. and get help for phone calls or emails, any outreach that needs to be done.
10: So I just want to confirm so for the December uh, 2023 meeting which I believe Gail is taking place on December 19th uh, to the December 19th at 3pm we would be bringing back the meeting schedule so a discussion regarding it being monthly versus quarterly or in having informal meetings in between and a full agenda item regarding the safe sleep program is that correct?
0: That is what I got. Yes.
10: Okay, perfect. Thank you.
0: And finally, uh, that's staff communications. Do we have other staff communications?
10: I would just like to put everyone on notice that two things are occurring. The first being, we're gonna be releasing a community engagement survey in the first week of December regarding homelessness. So there will be an outreach and social media push by our communications team for that. So I want everyone to be on the lookout for that because we would wanna get as much community feedback as possible about the different initiatives that we should be pursuing as a city to fully address sheltered and unsheltered homelessness. And we are also gearing up to start the social media outreach campaign for our homelessness, um, our homeless prevention and diversion program with a launch date of January 1st, 2024. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Also, when you're ready to do the survey, can you, um, I'm assuming it'll be in English and Spanish both?
10: That is correct.
0: Can you consider some number of paper paper copies to go to the Avenue Adult Center, uh, Salvation Army on the east side, Maybe the Westside Community Council or all the community councils? Because there are some people who still just don't want to mess with online. Yeah,
10: and we're also planning to, we've been in communication with with the four libraries located in the city so that we can make sure that those that don't have access to a computer, like if those, especially with lived experience, that they'll be able to access that. But yes, we will also consider doing paper copies for those that do not feel comfortable with um, utilizing a computer.
0: Thank you very much
7: share a story, if it's possible. It's, I, it's not on the agenda. It wasn't public comment.
0: It's okay with us, I believe.
7: So I'm not going to add to what I was going to say. This is a whole new topic. Some of you know our friend, Irene, who has spoken here several times. Yes. There was a fire that totally destroyed the unit that she has been living in. And she has lived in that unit for over two years that was being rehoused from the river bottom. She has been clean and sober now for 18 months and has started to attend a congregation that is directly across the street from where she is, and that's Powerhouse. And she has been regularly attending there. She has lost everything that she has gained in the last two-plus years of being housed everything is gone, including her pets. All of her clothing, all of her clothes, all of her papers, everything is now gone and she is starting again from scratch. Fortunately, she's been known in the community and people have started to come around her. Several other congregations have sent money to powerhouse to keep her in the motel. Whole Person Care is working with her. Um, The Housing Authority heard about it, and they have stepped up to talk with the social worker from Whole Person Care. But if there's anything we can do to get that voucher, to get her rehoused, and the bigger issue is an issue with her landlord, and that the Housing Authority kindly is addressing that. Um, with the case manager. But there's a problem with that, but not all landlords, but with that particular landlord not doing what he needs to do when it's a tenant, when the fire was accidental. So just wanted you to know that that's happened. And if there's any information you need or any way you can help, please let people know.
10: Thank you. Um, Judy quick question I, I know this may not be appropriate um, if you could give me connections to Irene like her name and uh, her <laughs> phone number I could connect her with the Housing Rights Center there are laws in place for her um, <coughs> that indicate that um, it once a fire has taken place in a unit that the owner is responsible for notifying their insurance company their insurance company usually will pay for relocation assistance for the actual effect that's in it they have to go ahead and rehab the unit and then once the unit is rehab she has first right To go back.
7: Yes, and she's been told she can't. But that's a whole different issue, and I know that some people are trying to address that. She's staying at Motel 6 on Johnson. Okay. And her case manager from Whole Person Care is Angela Gonzalez.
10: Angela Gonzalez. Thank you. And I can forward you her phone number. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Okay, and I apologize.
11: <laughs>
0: yes, uh, it's committee communications, right? So, would you like to um, speak to us?
11: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, first, I just wanted to, to thank yeah, sorry, you. Sorry, chair. I was quiet for too long. <laughs> So first of all, I wanted to say thank you to our staff for a wonderful housing forum. It, it, everybody did such a wonderful job. Thank the information you. was so good. And we had a, we had a good crowd, too. It was, a, it was a good group of people that were there. Um, you, you even had, you had developers in the room. You had like, it, was, it was wonderful. And so I just thank you for putting that together and, and making it work as well as it did. Thank you. The other thing I wanted to say is thank you to to you as well for um, connecting with Oxnard for the foul weather shelter. And I want to say Michael, thank you. We were on a call, I think it was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Um, I'm it's just encouraging to know that we are we are partnering with another city for for this model that could go countywide if I mean if this works how awesome would that be because I know a lot of us were saying well it'd be great to get 40 40 beds well we we actually have them because 20 are in Oxnard 20 are in Ventura imagine if it if it goes further how beautiful that would be um, so anyway I just want to say thank you to, uh, for your willingness to partner and putting that all together and it's it's just wonderful so thank you to Leona and your team all of you for for making that happen. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to share with you another kind of a community success story is is Richard Winder, who uh, most of you know, is uh, actually going to be moving into his own apartment um, December 3rd, I think it is. And for those of you who don't know, Richard was very well known by the Ventura Police Department, um, and he ended up, him and his girlfriend, uh, ended up getting pregnant and he decided that he wanted to change his life. He wanted to be a father. And so he went and he, he got clean and he got sober and he ended up moving into the Salvation Army, which is part of that, that puzzle. And he, um, he ended up uh, getting a job at downtown Ventura Partners where he still works today full time. And when Salvation Army said, hey, Richard has a baby now um he needs a place to live and so they called the city center and the city center said yeah let's let's do it and richard moved in there and he he actually graduated the program and and he entered the graduate program and part of the graduate program is you have to go to school and so we're like oh is richard going to go to school and he actually went back to college and he um he he it, it was amazing but i think the thing i love most about richard is like richard's richard's He's, he's an amazing guy, but he became an incredible dad. It was like, to see him with his daughter is so beautiful. And so he gets a, a housing voucher f- from the VA. He gets a VA, um, finds a place in Port Huyneme, and he says, no, I'm not going to put my daughter in this house. I don't, this, is not, this is not the best for my daughter. So he, he waits, and he gets a place in Ventura. And it's by the Government Center, and we are celebrating this Sunday. You're all welcome to come at 10 o'clock at the River Community. Actually, you can come at nine. There's free breakfast. You can actually come and leave if you wanted to, and just come and eat for free. It's up to you. But uh, there's we're going to have breakfast from nine to 10. And, uh, and then we're gonna have uh, Sergeant Anselmo's gonna talk a little bit. We have a, a video coming from Sandra who was with him at the Salvation Army. And we're just gonna celebrate his success, his, him being a dad. So you're, you're all welcome to come Sunday at nine o'clock for breakfast and 10 for the celebration. So thank you.
0: Thank you, that's exciting Council Duran because he is a wonderful person. He always was, but you know, problems lead us away sometimes. So I also want to thank, um, thank the staff, but also thank all of you for coming here over and over again and being diligent in reminding us our responsibility to the less fortunate in our community. It, it's important until we get the work done that we hear from you. So with that, we'll adjourn the meeting, and
7: thank you.